Welcome to the fourth edition of the Synth and Electronic Music Show, brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. I'm Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed, and I'm joined by Clive Walpole across town in his sweltering synth cave. Yes, hello Peter from the vibrating sweat box. <laughs> well, we've got another varied selection for you tonight, featuring Wendy Carlos, John Baker, Max Matthews, Raymond Scott, The Normal... Adrian Young and we're starting with a piece by Ray Cathode called Time Beat yeah this is a Radiophonic Workshop uh, member Madalena Fagandini it was um, produced by George Martin wasn't it uh, yeah yeah uh, George Martin produced it and I think she worked with the Radiophonic Workshop um, but wasn't a permanent member as far as I know Great test card piece of music this was. Oh yes. Lovely that, actually, quite, uh, um, yeah, like, like, like the rhythmic, very mechanical sound, but it's still really, really nice, and yeah, I like it. We've got a slight uh, soundtrack theme for the first part, and we're starting with that with uh, the theme from The Shining by Wendy Carlos. I mean, she obviously, she's worked with Stanley Kubrick on a few films, hasn't she? Yes, she has, yeah, yeah, and... Uh, I thought it was a bit, although she's famous for, you know, switched on, on Bark uh, records, I thought this was quite different. Quite, she had quite a few different approaches, or has quite a few different approaches to, t- 
to music. And, and this was quite a nice, uh, I like, always like this theme, uh, sort of quite ominous start mm. for, for the film. modular there yeah i think these articulations might have been by rachel alkind that can they did the articulations when she did the switched on bark as well so um i know she's used a lot of voices for a spectrum analyzer which yeah. is kind of a great i think it's great uh, voices on there i haven't heard i haven't noticed yeah. before no i hadn't actually thought oh i'll 
I picked them up as sounds rather than voices. And I, yeah. yeah, it's interesting when you concentrate. Next, we've got a um, track from the, the opening titles from The Thing by John Carpenter. I mean, it's one of the few, well, maybe one of the only John Carpenter films where he didn't actually write the music. But it just sounds like John Carpenter music. But it's actually written by Ennio Morricone. Apparently, John Carpenter didn't have enough time to do the music for this one. Also, Ennio Morricone wrote two scores. One was a orchestral, which was rejected, and uh, he happened to write a synth version, which uh, John Carpenter accepted. Apparently, he kept on asking him to take notes out until it got as simple as a sort of John Carpenter type track. <laughs> <laughs> Reductive coke composing. notes in that yeah it's a, it's a lovely sort of drone though isn't it and it's really atmospheric i remember the start of the film i think it starts with a, is it a helicopter flying uh, yeah that's right chasing yeah. a dog and it's yeah. really nice uh, the way it's uh, i mean john carpenter is the sort of master of the minimalist sort of soundtrack mm. it must have been quite mm. painful for any, any morricone to, uh, <laughs> to go through that but <laughs> so we Which have a pain by the by the note <laughs> the orchestral score he wrote for the thing was was used for the Hateful Eight uh, Tarantino film. Uh, so it did get used eventually. Oh, that's good. Mm. Recycled theme. So next we have uh, John Baker, Dial M for Murder. Yeah, John Baker was a member of the uh, Radiophonic uh, Workshop, worked alongside um, Dealey Derbyshire and uh, David Kane. And he, he did a lot of jingles, but he, he also did um, uh, theme music for radio dramas. And this was, uh, they, they dramatised Stalin for Murder. And this was the uh, title music for it, which is uh, yeah, really quite sort of scary and <laughs> moody, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a nice track. 
sounds that used in the percussion and the tune it's brilliant yeah i like that and uh yeah all the stuff he brought in like the the tone of the phone ringing and and the sort of dissonance that came in at the end where it was a little bit music concrete and also there's a bass line in the middle of that that sounds very much like the what apex twin used for his didgeridoo track oh right so inspired by the uh, soundtrack theme I've chosen one of my tracks to play that I wrote for Othello that was uh, at the Liverpool Everyman a few years back, directed by Gemma Bodnetz, and uh, it had Golda Rocheville playing Othello, which was slightly controversial. This is the introduction to Act 5, where Othello is about to enter Desdemona's bedchamber.
Well, I like that. I like the uh, arpeggiations at the start as well, and the sort of, and the nice uh, cello-y pluck there. Very nice, very nice sound. The arpeggio was uh, using the omnisphere, ah. soft synth, and but the uh, pad sort of sound is the Prophet Rev Two. Oh, lovely, lovely! Can't be a bit of Prophet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have another track that was used on the film, a Kubrick film. Yeah, quite by accident. It was, it was by a guy called Max Meth Matthews, who was a pioneer of computer music. And that was the days when computers, you had to actually write the code to get them to do anything. He didn't use a computer to produce music or record it onto them and things like that. And uh, so he got an IBM to actually sing the song, which Daisy Bell, which is a bicycle made for two. And that was in 1961. At the time, just by chance, Arthur C. Clarke was in the lab and heard it playing. And I don't know how long ago later, about 68, I think they made 2001, I think that was when it came out. Hmm. He said to Kubrick, oh, I know this track and you can use, you know, use this music when, with the part where they're switching off Hal, the sort of psychopathic computer. Mm. And uh, that's where it comes in. So they actually use the real computer in that singing right at the end. They phase it in. Right. Interesting when you think when it's put into such a sinister scene at the end. It's yeah. a jolly little song. <laughs> so we're going on next to one of your tracks. Yeah, yeah. This is um, called "Surfing the Outer Arm." Uh, another one of my themed things where I went into a bit of an astronomy kick, and this was about my imagining of surfing along on the outer arm of the Milky Way galaxy, and it's a very ambient sort of track I did using uh, once again the Blofeld and a bit of Little Fatty as I remember
That'd be nice. I'm enjoying that. Thank you. It's just the blow felled and the... Uh, yeah, the I think the white noise. I was just thinking, I think I did that with the CP251. Had a noise generator on it. Stuck it through a phaser. We just uh, we just needed a blowfield and one other synth really, didn't we? That's it. We do, yeah, that's it. So next we have a track from Throbbing Gristle's Twenty Jazz Funk Grace. That's the album with the Woolworths compilation type cover. The wall standing at Beachy Head. So the album has lots of darkness and industrial sounds, but it's contrasted by some lovely melodic synth tracks. I think Chris Carter and Cozy Penitutti are more behind. They uh, developed their own sort of sounds from various guitar pedals and mixing with synths. They've got they've got a few uh, Eurorack modules made based on their their systems, like the Gristleizer. It's really it's really interesting. People actually build the stuff they're playing, isn't it? As well, it's actually because they're personalise it so yeah this is called Walkabout from Sorbing Crystal
you, you can't beat a lovely plucky sequence. <laughs> leading, leading on from that, we've got another plucky, beautiful yeah. sequence track. Um, yeah, neon, yeah. neon Lights by Kraftwerk. We haven't actually played yeah. Kraftwerk yet, have we? With it, no, it's funny we've spoken about them and not played a track, and I thought, oh, I might you know, I'd like to include uh, Neon Lights. It's one of my favourite tracks by them. Yeah, um, well, I'd say my favourite album, Man Machine. It is, yeah, Man Machine album uh, from 78, I think. Something like that. It just seems like so, every note is perfect, and it's so, such an uh, exercise in minimalism. It is, yes. Yeah. I think they, they called the Kraftwerk the Dusseldorf School. <laughs> yeah. Whereas your Berlin school was sort of Tangerine Dream and things like that. And they came out of the Krautrock scene, didn't they? With, uh, it was Krautrock, yeah, generally speaking, yeah. Bands are like Noy and Faust and Can. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to start the Whitstable School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Whitrock. Whitrock, yeah. We've already got that. It's the um, <laughs> Whitstable Rock. Whistle rock, yeah. <laughs> so they use they use a mini moog, poly moog, Odyssey. Uh, I think yeah, they use the Odyssey, yeah. And um, I know they did some stuff where they modified their their jackets when they started their lapels. They had touch sensitive lapels. And they could do beats yeah. and things like that by clicking their lapels.
tell Florian Schneider and Ralph Hutter studied music. Mm. You can tell when playing the, the melodies, it's got a sensitivity yeah, yeah. to it. It's not just played straight with a straight sound. They've got the, they play it with, with vibrato. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. And the, an emotion, and, they, and a lot of the stuff is played rather than sequenced and the melodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read somewhere that uh, if there's something on the track you love, the sound of, huh. it's always going to be even tied. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I looked it up and they used it on this album. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh. So now we've got a piece by Raymond Scott. Yeah, 1967. This is a. Uh... Um, he was a, I didn't know this, but I looked him up, he was a band leader as well, as a pianist, and composed conventional, what you call conventional music, but also invented electronic instruments, and he became interested in the technical aspects of actual recording, mm. so he got deeper and deeper into the electronic sort of music scene, and he used sort of things like... Um, Bit like public service broadcast, sort of American equivalent of that kind of thing, and uh, and tape manipulation and stuff like that, as well as actual electronic like generating music with electronic devices. Um, so this track, IBM NT, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that stands for, but uh, IBM computer. It'd be IBM computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paperwork exposure. Well, now, uh, you can't stop progress. It's not a question of stopping it so much as just keeping up with it. At IBM, our work is related to the paperwork explosion. Specifically, the paperwork in an office. Paperwork explosion. There's always been a lot of paperwork in an office. But today, there is more paperwork than ever before. There's more than ever before. Certainly more than there used to be. In the past, there always seemed to be enough time and people to do the paperwork. There always seemed to be enough time to do the paperwork. There always seemed to be enough people to do the paperwork. There always seemed to be enough time and people to do the paperwork. But today, there isn't. Today, there isn't enough time. Today, there aren't enough people. Today, everyone has to spend more time on paperwork. Management has to spend more time on paperwork. Secretaries have to spend more time on paperwork. 
Companies have to spend more time on paperwork. Salesmen, brokers, engineers, accountants, lawyers, supervisors, doctors, executives, teachers, office managers, bankers, foremen, bookkeepers, everybody has to spend more time on paperwork. Seems to me we could use some help. I understand that IBM has a quarterly. The ad says the IBM MT-ST can type error-free. The IBM Office Products Division representative explained how it worked. That IBM has always been one of the leaders in the field of office. Last week I was talking to a guy about a machine that IBM makes. It's called an MT-ST. Dictation is recorded on a magnetic belt. Runs off a battery. It's right here in this magazine. A whole system of IBM Office Products Division equipment throughout the entire office. IBM can help you with the time it takes to do the paperwork. With IBM dictation equipment, I can get four times as much thinking recorded as I can by writing it down, and twice as much as I can by dictating to a highly skilled secretary. Now the IBM MTST here turns rough draft into error-free copy automatically at the rate of a page every two minutes. Used systematically throughout an office, these two pieces of IBM equipment alone have increased people's productivity by 50%. IBM machines can do the work so that people have time to think. Machines should do the work. That's what they're best at. People should do the thinking. That's what they're best at. Machines should work. People should think. Machines should work. People should think. Machines should work. People should think. So I don't do much work anymore. I'm too busy thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Grandpa Simpson, wasn't it? <laughs> the only woman in it is t secretarial teacher. A bit sexist. The secretarial teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like an early word processor, the IBM MTST. So following on from that, we have a track from Adrian Young, who's who made an album, the, the Electronic Void, which was um, sort of a homage to people like Raymond Scott and the early pioneers in electronic music. And it's a fully, fully electronic synthesizer album. I first came across uh, Adrian Young because he was behind the, uh, the soundtrack to Luke Cage on the uh, superhero series on Netflix, which is uh, a fantastic heavy hip-hop sound to it. So this track from the album is called Patterns. Mm-hmm. 
geometry. Patterns develop while dissecting a circle, the secret to the universe. A circle has 360 degrees. 3 plus 6 plus 0 equals 9. Divided in half, 180 degrees. 1 plus 8 plus 0 equals 9. The equation works till its ultimate conclusion. 369 is everything and nothing at the same time. Love does not flow in an unbroken line. It circles back infinitely. Industrial sort of sounding as well, wasn't it? It's definitely used the Cork MS20, but I'm not sure what else is. Got oh right. On there. Well, that gives you that sort of quite harsh sound that the Cork's yeah. got that unique sort of filter on it. Gives you that. There's a nice vocoder in that as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
Cherry Red Records released a compilation of independent British synthpop from 78 to 84 last year. And on that compilation is a track from The Normal, which is uh, Daniel Miller, who's behind Mute Records, and their track Warm Leatherette. Yeah, it was quite a leading light, wasn't it? This was the time when I really got into synthesizers. There's lots of, uh, sort of cheap mono synths coming out. My first synth was a Wasp, and there were many post-punk synth bands forming. I remember seeing Depeche Mode in the local pub, and I remember there was a documentary about synth bands that was uh, filmed in our council state. So this track is uh, Warm Leatherette by The Normal. Oh. 
obviously based on um, J.G. Ballard's crash. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I was just going to say that as well. Yeah, so, uh, A lot of that music at that time was actually very much J.G. Ballard influenced. Stark view of the future. Mm. It sort of came across in the music. Yeah, there's a dystopian sort of uh, yeah, was future. It, yeah. So I've come across this uh, Iranian-American artist, Darius Dolat Shahi, who blends traditional Persian instruments with electronics. And this is a track called Samal, which is from his newly released album, which was originally from 1985, called Electronic Music for Tar and Setar. Thank you. 
nice uh, field recordings in there as well. Yeah, yeah, amazing uh, range of complex sort of sounds going on all at the same time with the traditional instruments and, and the electronic sounds. It's amazing. Well, thanks very much for listening again. You can find us on Facebook under Coastal Electronauts. Join in the conversation there. Yeah, join in. Give us give us a bit of feedback and uh, listen in to our next week. More more bubular cross modulations. Some radiophonic <laughs> explorations in the big bubble. <laughs> Bubbling under. And over. We'll see you next time. <laughs>